In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy-ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he, shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. The Betches Sub Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. Hello, this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm Amanda Duberman, and I'm the news director at Betches. And for today's show... Elise Millie and I have an incredibly special interview for you. We were privileged and had the honor of interviewing Corinne Jean-Pierre. She is, of course, the White House press secretary. We had a very fun, super fun, and wide-ranging conversation from how the White House press secretary has offered to uh, provide consulting for Millie's dating life to just what it's like to be you know, a fairly young woman at such a high level of politics. What are her fun days at work? What are her tough days at work like? What are her proudest moments like? What is that day-to-day like? And also, of course, get into her background and how this administration has tackled some of the issues that we know are super important to you. So take a listen. Hi, hi, hi. First off, I have to say, as a fellow Hispaniola, Sapase. If you don't know, that is the Haitian Creole way to say, what's up? Yeah, I can't be Uh No, I'm Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> So that is as far as my. <laughs> I know I, I can't say anything. Well, I also grew up in Miami, so that's all I know. It's okay. like three well, slang you words. Know what, Millie? That's all you need to know. That's all. You need to know. <laughs> Millie, Millie did a casual introduction of our guest, which should be the most prominent uh, Haitian American any of us know. But if you haven't guessed yet for today's episode, we have a special interview. We are joined by White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean Pierre. Big Boss is out on the beach and you're you're doing press interviews. We love we love to see it. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, he deserves some downtime. So we're actually really, really excited that he's getting a little bit of that, but always work. Obviously, always working. But good to be on with you all. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Millie, take it away. In my in my home home, I don't know, city town. Yes. City town. We will get to some New York specific questions. Don't worry. Because we're dying to know. Can you tell us about the first time you met now President Biden and what made that impression like last with you and what would you walk I, away from? I love that question, Millie. It's such a good one. Um, so I met then Vice President Biden in, I believe, 2009. I was traveling with him to New Jersey and not as great as New York, but New Jersey. We still love New <laughs> Uh, We were okay. So we were going to um, uh, celebrate uh, Governor Corzine was the governor at the time, and he had just won the Democratic primary for his reelect. And I had the opportunity to travel with then Vice President uh, Biden. And we were on Air Force Two. We were coming back from Air Force Two and we were dropping him off in Delaware because, as you know, he as a as a as a dad and a grandfather, he traveled to Delaware often. Mm -hmm. Famously. 
He actually went yes. home to Delaware every night. As as uh, as senator, he went home to Delaware every night, and as vice president, he went every weekend or as often as he can. So we were we were headed to Delaware to drop him off on Air Force Two, and he sat right next to me, and it was the one of the most amazing experiences that I will ever have with a politician, uh, because usually politicians, you know, it's very rare that you meet a politician that takes the time to get to know you, actually has a real conversation with you, and it was a I don't know, it was maybe like a 30 minute, I can't remember how long the ride, he sat next to me and wanted to know about me. He wanted to know uh, where I was from. Uh, he started talking about Delaware because he loves Delaware, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. About his how he started his career. And I had this wonderful dialogue with the vice president of the United States. And I was really young. I was coming into my own, coming into politics. And uh, I will never forget, as I just said, I'll never forget that because it left an impression of, of him on me uh, that was really special. And from there, we developed a really special friendship and working relationship uh, throughout the administration. And I mean, from from then since now. And so he is one of a kind. That's what I learned. And he truly cares clearly about Delaware, but he clearly cares about people. And that's one of the reasons I came back into the administration. That's one of the reasons I actually, you know, went to work for him in the 2020 campaign because of who he is as a human, as a person and how he connects with people. Wow. Okay. Well, Delaware has been mentioned so many times. I'm a University of Delaware graduate, so I felt that I I, I felt invoked um, by the mentions of Delaware. Um, when I actually first got to University of Delaware, it was right before the 2008 election, and so while Obama was doing a speech in Philly, Joe Biden came to the UD campus, and as much as he loves Delaware, Delaware loves him back. <laughs> I mean, it's clear. It's clear. There's a lot of Joe Biden love in Delaware and Joe Biden loves Delaware right back. It's it's yeah. lovely. It's a love affair for sure. And I'll just say just love affair, you know, as a single person dating, it is very rare to meet someone who asks you questions about yourself. Uh, so I can as a politician and just in general. Makes an impression. Yeah. It sounds like you have stories. You have stories. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to help in your dating life. I'm pretty good at it. You could ask my uh, my uh, chief of staff, Yemasi. I have given her some very good dating advice that she doesn't take, but I'm always right. You know what? We could do <laughs> an entire spinoff on dating advice from press secretary. And listen, honestly, we should do the one where you draft texts because I bet you you're good at drafting. I if bet you are good. good at drafting a, 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 a text that gets to the point, but also mm -hmm. is a little, you know, I bet you <laughs> got it. I think I I think that is a, I can I can certainly be helpful there. I can certainly be helpful. as Yemasi, she is dying. She's practically on the floor. <laughs> By me mentioning her her lack of dating life, but it's so okay. you gotta take Yemasi. You gotta listen. You gotta listen to the dating <laughs> advice. She'll get it. She gonna learn, as they say in Miami. But let me just let me just say that Yemasi is a wonderful human, and just let me know. Drop me a line. Okay. We will include her picture and yeah. and all relevant info in the description of this podcast. We'll put the word out. We'll put the word out. <laughs> and Millie, let me know. Let me know when you're ready. I'm happy to help you as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, wow. then a dossier will come out of. <laughs> I feel like the whole podcast has been leading up to this moment where Millie gets this dating advice. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a whole content stream. Amanda's just brewing it up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the content. Betchers and White House press secretary dating advice. <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Okay, so in keeping with like big moments for you. Yes. Can you take us to like that moment you were first told you were going to be chosen to succeed Jen Psaki as press secretary? What was your reaction? Did you have any like trepidation in accepting the role? So let me just first say I love Jen Psaki. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss her time. We love her too. And she was a tremendous, amazing uh, White House press secretary. And I learned a lot in being her principal deputy press secretary while she was here for a little bit over a year. Um, So love her, love her. So shout out to her. You know, it's a good question. I am still processing that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Because it happened so suddenly, so quickly. And it is one of those moments that I will probably always process uh, for the rest of my life. It was 
it, it really did happen quick. It happened mm-hmm. very fast. Like I called into the Oval Office. The president said to me, you know, I want you to be my White House press secretary. And I said, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Like something like that. Some conversation. I don't remember the exact words that I said. And it happened really fast. And it happened in a way that I th- that I was surprised how quickly it took off, like how quickly it became news, big news mm-hmm. for and we were kind of joking in the beginning, you know, I, I, I represent many communities, you know, I'm, I'm clearly a black woman, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community, I'm a queer woman, you know, I come from family of immigrants. And, uh, and that matters, that matters for so many people. And that is important for so many people for good reasons, because representation does matter. Uh, and I think people feeling like they can be seen uh, does matter. And so this is an administration that just that does just that, make sure that people are seen, make sure that that there is diversity, make sure that there are many voices at the table. And that's how I felt. I felt as as the communities that I was bringing into this job uh, to be the voice and the spokesperson for the president of the United States as his, his White House press secretary did just that. It's It's been an amazing experience, a special experience. Uh, it's been incredible. Uh, I, I really don't have a I don't have the right words to be yeah. quite honest to explain it in its fullness, if you will. But uh, I know what it meant for so many people and what it continues to mean uh, for so many people that I have the, you know, that I have the honor of of lifting up and representing every day at the podium. Wow. Well, you already kind of brought this up and it might be a little redundant, but I'm dying to know. Again, like you've mentioned, this administration has rapidly made historic appointments and you're the first, again, Black person and the first LGBTQ person to serve as White House press secretary. So you kind of mentioned it before, but just really want to get to like the heart of the issue of like, does this weigh on you and like the impact of how you approach your work? Like, I know that as a black woman, like I also get worried about like, am I going to come off a little bit like angry black? You know what I mean? Or stuff like that. All the stereotypes that come with everything that we do in life, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So look, I I'll say this. I look at this job by doing the job. Right. Mm -hmm. The president picked me for the job because he knew I can do the job. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing. And I know that my job is to represent him the best of my abilities to make sure that I am speaking for him because everything that I say is attributed to him. And so that's the most important thing is that I do that in a way that's and that's respectful, in a way that communicates to the American people, uh, in a way that's lifting up the work that we're doing so that people know what is it that we're trying to do with this for this president, whether we talked earlier, I heard you guys talk about binomics, right, which is something real, which is something that, and when I say something, meaning the president's economic policy is is something that he thinks about in a real way to make sure that we do not leave anybody behind, that we build an economy that works from the bottom up, middle out. We hear us say that a lot, that an economy that's going to create good paying jobs, an economy that's going to make sure that wages stay up, right? An economy that's going to make sure that unemployment stays down. And that's what he's been doing. And whether it's an infrastructure, whether it's manufacturing jobs, that's what I'm trying to communicate every day. And that's my job. That is my number one job. And then on top of that, 
is that yes, I represent these important, impactful uh, communities that is really part of the fabric of who we are as this country, right? This diversity that makes us stronger, that makes us, uh, that gives this country strength. And so that is important to me. And I, and I do carry that on my shoulder. Um, and sometimes I'm not going to carry on my shoulder. You just look at me, right? You see, you see that um, I am a different press secretary than the 34 press secretaries that were at, that was at the podium before me. So it's all incredibly important to me, to this president. And I want to do it in every way, in every way, as, as I'm speaking to the American people while I'm in, in that, uh, in the press briefing room, clearly I'm talking to reporters, but I'm also trying to reach and talk to the American people, that I do it in a respectful way, that they feel, that they feel that this administration is changing their lives, right? They feel like the Biden administration is working for them and also fighting for them. We are living in a time um, that we're probably never seen before or haven't seen, I shouldn't say never seen before, but haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, we have to, and there are things that have occurred in the past couple of months that are shocking to, to everyone. And, and scary to many people out there. And so I think hearing from this administration that we're fighting for them and that we're doing everything that we can to protect them, I think matters. That leads me a little bit into our next question, because I feel like the times where we most often get to see you, especially us as like, observers of the news is usually during those like really heated or heavy moments. Sometimes it's a spicy exchange or something going viral. But I'd love to know, like, what are the days on your job where you get to have the most fun? Like, what's the most enjoyable part of your job for you? Because I feel like we don't always get to maybe see those moments. What's your definition of fun, Elise? (laughs) It's giving um, uh, dating advice to you. Yeah, <laughs> dating advice to Yamasi. How she went in her <laughs> conversation, and I'm sure she. I guess perks of the job. I don't know. Is it the Easter egg roll? I'm a DC girl, so I <laughs> I love an Easter egg roll. I think so. I have a nine year old, amazing, amazing kid. And she gets to come to to the White House, um, not often, but once in a while. And because of the type of environment that this administration is, like family comes first, making sure our kids, like we, you know, we show up for our kids. The president believes that we should show up for our kids for birthdays, for any important, you know, sports activities. And so um, there are times that she comes and she visits. And can you imagine at nine years old, you're coming to the White House, hanging out at the West Wing, getting to, you know, getting to see the Oval Office, getting to see the briefing room, getting to walk around uh, the West Wing and make friends and almost make the West Wing like an interesting adventure for her. And so she gets to do that. And that is actually something that gives me joy. That gives me, she gets to see this. And I don't know, you know, she's nine. So I don't think that she gets it quite yet. Mm -hmm. But when she's older, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, she'll have, she'll get to have stories and tell stories about how she used to come to her mama's job and hang out and talk to, you know, whether it's the president or look for a commander or, Or, um, or or Willow, whatever, whatever yeah. we think about at that age and have those, you know, have those amazing, wonderful 
series. And that is, that gives me joy. That gives me happiness for her to have that experience. Uh, and another thing that I was able to do recently is um, back in December, well, not that recently, but back in December, I got to bring my mom to the first state dinner uh, that we had here at the White House for this administration. And so she got to meet President Macron. She got to uh, see the president. And it, it was it was wonderful for her uh, to experience something really special that I was able to do for her. So all, those are yeah. the kind of fun moments that we get yeah. to uh, here at the White House. And I think many of us have those types of stories where they yeah. get mom or someone that they love to see where they work, to meet the people that they work with and to have that experience or to meet the president. Mm-hmm. Um, and have that that experience. And I think that's pretty special. Yeah. I have kind of a, a related question, which is I'm curious if you have a day where what's been your proudest day at this job or, or a day in recent memory where you just went home and were like, that was a that was a good day. And it was only me in that position who could have made, you know, that positive impact. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've had this. It was only me moment. Yeah. <laughs> it just it, it takes all of us. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say is, you know, people see me at the podium and they only see me at the podium mm-hmm. uh, every day, but it takes, it takes a village. It takes my whole entire team. I have an amazing team uh, that works in the press office that gets me ready, that gets me, uh, that gets me up to, you know, uh, you know, I guess up to snuff, ready to mm-hmm. deliver at the podium and I couldn't do it without them. So that's number one. I'm not doing it by myself. Yeah. There are other departments across the campus here at the White House who also uh, play a, a really important role in making sure that I'm ready uh, for whatever question that I'm going to get and I have the answers that I need. And so that is really, really important. So it's never all it's never me alone. Um, uh, I will say, though, there's been some really special moments here mm-hmm. that uh, I think it would only have happened in this administration. I know I'm a little biased here, but I, 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 I think once I tell you one of the stories, for example, getting Brittany Griner home, mm-hmm. yeah, the moments before, I think an hour or so, I should say moments, but an hour before I went to the briefing room, I was able to talk to Sherelle Griner and I asked her. Uh, what is the message that you want us? I, I told her I was about, I was going to do a briefing. What is the message that you want me to share with the American people about today? And we talked about it and she told me, and it was amazing that I was able to share that at the briefing room at the podium. So there's been moments like that that has really made this job very special and being able to be the voice or to be able to speak to that uh, on behalf of the president, on behalf of the administration. Like, let's remember, like, the reason that happened. Yeah. And I, you know, we were thankful to Sherelle and everything that she was able to do to lift up uh, and to fight for Brittany. And it also was my colleagues at the National Security Council, my colleagues at the State Department, the president's leadership that cause that to happen and others and many others. And so those things are really special. Those things are moments that I will never, ever, ever forget. And I get to be at the podium to deliver that news. And and so that's that's pretty special. And there's been other moments, but that can actually give some color to which was uh, which was pretty amazing. Do we have time for one more question where everybody said one more? Awesome. Millie, go for it. Yeah, a la scandal. <laughs> I'm dying to know by scandal. I mean, you know, uh, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Harry like, <laughs> Washington scandal. Like, I want to know what your go to wind down routine is when you get home after a particularly eventful press briefing. And I said scandal because I have clear memories of watching <laughs> Carrie Washington in her all white outfit with a red cup of oh, don't we all red glass of wine. So <laughs> Wondering that's, if that's anything similar. Let me be clear, that is not me. 
You don't wear all white on your white couch and drink red wine. I don't drink, so you never catch me with a glass of red wine. So that's number one. But um, and I I love Carrie Washington. I think she's fantastic and, and amazing. And only Carrie Washington could be Carrie Washington. So <laughs> I I will I will not compare myself. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty boring, guys. I wish I could say something really exciting. It's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I hang out with my kid. You know, do dinner, uh, make sure she takes her bath, make sure she goes to bed. Answer more questions. <laughs> yeah, answer more questions for the nine-year-old. Uh, yeah. I, try to, I try to get sleep. I try to yeah. get to bed as, as early as I can to get some sleep because I wake up at 4.30, 4.15. Wow. Oh, That's the most shocking That's part of the interview for me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And so I have an early day and a long day. Yeah. Um, and so I try to, you know, make my evenings productive, but relaxing and check in, check in with my family. Yeah. I just am imagining your daughter asking like a very nine-year-old question and you're preparing like the most (laughs) response of like, well, you see when chickens cross the road. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure. We will um, follow up with Millie's Tinder login credentials so that you can get going on that. I'm here if you need me. I'm here for you, Millie. <laughs> thank you. I'm here for anyone out there. Thank you. And thank you so much. Be a flower girl at anybody's. <laughs> wow. Because you know, now you 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 don't have to be six to be a flower girl. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. And this well, is the that. true voice of American people. Yeah, yeah Millie, your wedding's going to be in Politico. <laughs> the thing now but i'm happy I'm, you know what i really want to do guys mm-hmm. i actually want to marry people like i actually want oh, to oh you can yeah really? i'm officiant at a wedding yeah people are going to be asking you for sure well i have asked many friends if i can officiate their weddings and i've not gotten a yes yet although none of them <laughs> are getting married anytime well that might be the problem <laughs> in my wedding whenever it happens really, i'm there for I'm gonna you. hit you up yeah. i swear I'm there for you. Let me officiate your wedding. It will be it will be memorable. I promise uh-huh. you. Well, I mean, my wedding's going to be memorable no matter what. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. This was so great. Bye, guys. Have a good one. That is our show. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with a panel episode on Thursday. Until the end of Democracy, for Elise Morales and Millie Tamaras, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is The Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.